Welcome to the Jacksonville Bar Association podcast. My name is Craig Shoup. I'm the executive director here. And today on our podcast, we're excited to welcome Danny O'Byrne with us. Danny is an associate at Southfield Shad. He practices in the area of civil litigation, insurance defense, automotive and trucking accidents, uninsured motorist cases, premise liability, and medical malpractice defense. Prior to joining Southfield Shad, Danny was an assistant state attorney here in the Fourth Circuit. He is a 2020 University of Florida Levin College of Law graduate. Throughout law school, Danny was the vice president of the intramural competition for the UF Law Trial Team. He competed in three consecutive trial advocacy competitions, both locally and nationally. As a 2L and 3L student, Danny was the general editor of the Florida Journal of Law and Public Policy. During the summer, Danny interned at the United States Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Florida here in Jacksonville. He actually started with the Jacksonville Bar Association as a student member. Uh, an interesting fact about Danny, while he was an undergrad uh, at FSU, he was a member of the FSU Marching Chiefs. Uh, I've got a few friends out there who were old Marching Chiefs back in the day, so I had to add that in for them. With that, before we do get into our conversation with Danny, we do have a special message from one of our sponsors. Hi, I'm Julie Roundtree from Divorce Coaching Solutions. As a certified divorce coach, I help men and women who are simply overwhelmed by the divorce process and feeling helpless, emotional, and anxious. During our sessions, I provide them with the support they need to create clarity, confidence, and the ability to move forward with grace. If you are a family law practitioner, we also offer coaching packages to your clients where your clients can have easy access to a divorce coach when they're feeling overwhelmed and they can schedule their sessions right on our website. Let your team focus on the legal work and save the emotional part for us. Distinguish your firm by offering divorce coaching and you'll see why we are the missing piece of the divorce puzzle. Divorce Coaching Solutions is reinventing the divorce experience for family law firms and their clients. Please visit our website at mydivorcecoaches.com or call me, Julie Roundtree, at 904-274-6611. A big thank you to all of our partners here at the Jacksonville Bar Association. Well, after all that, Danny, welcome. We're glad you're with us today. Good to be here. Good to be here. Thank so, you so much for having me. We're, we're excited. So tell us a little bit about you and your path to the law and what led you down the world to um, insurance defense and general liability and all those things. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, the path to become a lawyer, <sighs> across the board, really. Um, I, I don't know what kind of sparked the flame, if you want to call it that, but I remember joining debate at Bishop Kenny, where I graduated. And I think it came down to something like I had to take debate or science, and I took debate. Um, and the more I uh, got into it and kept looking into it and presenting oral arguments and having to research things, I just fell more and more in love with it. And then around uh, the summer in undergrad, while being a marching chief, shout out to your friends, um, 
I think it was summer going into my junior year. I was 20, 21, like that. Uh, I got in touch with phenomenal lawyer in town, close personal friend, Mr. Tom Bishop, mm -hmm. um, who connection there, I, his children went to Assumption, where my mom teaches. And she taught uh, one of his sons, and the son did great in school, and they uh, formed a relationship, and then he asked her, hey, if there's anything I can ever do for you, and my mom said, actually, my son's thinking of law school, being a lawyer. So he said, say no more, have him come for the summer. And it was really that, it was summer 2016. That summer was, it was everything that I could have hoped it was. It was more than that, because that, believe it or not, is when I met you, Mr. Craig, um, because I snuck into the noon at June mm -hmm. as an undergrad student. Um, can't remember if I had a name tag or not, but I mean, it was just everything from that moment, just down the path, uh, never looked back, and really, really, really um, wouldn't have done anything differently, really, uh, from the beginning. So a million people to thank, don't have enough time to do it this afternoon, but um, you know, wouldn't do anything else. Tom's just one of my favorite people. <laughs> He's been a great supporter of our local community, the bar, oh, yeah. um, was in our building here, the Wells Fargo Tower, for a number of years, mm -hmm. and now it's moved to a, his own standalone space, but um, still downtown, always great to see Tom whenever we can. Oh, yeah. Uh, so tell us, I know you spent a little bit of time at the public, at this, that, whoa. <laughs> So tell us, you spent a little bit of time at the state attorney's office. Mm -hmm. What was that like? What made you choose, say, a state attorney over um, maybe the public defender or some or regional conflict? And maybe maybe it has something to do with that time at the U.S. attorney's office. Um, but yes, tell us about that. <laughs> um, I on so after the internship at the federal prosecutor's office, I was uh, fortunate enough again to get a CLI internship go, going into my third year of law school at um, the state attorney's office right here down the road. And, you know, I never really kind of, I guess just like anybody else, I debated between the two, um, <laughs> offense or defense, prosecution or defense or anything like that. Um, I just, I, I liked the ability to be given a fresh set of facts you know, from an arrest or from a warrant or just some event happening somewhere and being able to decide to pursue the charge, you know, independently look into the defendant, the victim, as opposed to a lot of times in defense and still now being in the civil world on the defense side, we can, for the most part, only take what is given to us. And a lot of times it is, it's a give and take, it's even, but, you know, instead of being handed a case saying somebody else decided this was X, Y, Z, now you have to do something, I really appreciated the ability to be given it fresh, untouched, um, my first pair of eyes on it, and be able to say, okay, what is happening here? What can I do to... Uh, legally pursue, or, you know, maybe this isn't it. Maybe this isn't really all that it is chalked up to be. So call it independence, call it um, the freedom to kind of learn on your own, learn at your own pace, and figure out uh, how best to go about a case like that. 
that's kind of what drew me into um, the prosecution side originally, and then um, the, uh, the civil bug, I guess, bit. And uh, now I'm on the other side, on the uh, civil defense side. So it, it was just from law school, going back and forth, um, thinking about reading the cases, thinking about how cases are brought. And the, uh, always in the case, the prosecution could um, articulate how and why they did what they did. So I appreciated that. And I really wanted to go in and see it for myself. And it was phenomenal, my time over there, really and truly. So I know you spent a little bit of time there. You had a numerous jury trials. Mm -hmm. um, and you've had a few cases now in the civil side. What's a memory from a, a <laughs> case or a trial or something you've been involved in that just has always stuck with you still? I was fortunate enough to have um, Judge Kite as my misdemeanor judge. She was only in misdemeanor for maybe a calendar year, and about 10, nine or 10 months of that was with me. So I was really, really fortunate to have her uh, tutelage and wisdom from the bench, but then the other side of that came a lot of jury trials, as you said. So um, I think it was my second or third jury trial. It was against Gary Baker out in Cl Nassau, Nassau County he is. And legend has it, he has a 1,000 tr jury trials under his bench, 500, some ridiculous number. And I had one <laughs> by the time that I went up against him. And it was a DUI, uh, a Jack's Beach DUI. And uh, day of the trial, we're sitting there, me and my co-counsel, and you know, we do our uh, motion practice at the beginning, and then we fast forward on to openings. We, the state, go first, we present our opening, and then Judge Kite turns to Gary Baker and says, all right, uh, defense, proceed with your opening. Gary Baker stands up, he says, Your Honor, I'm gonna reserve my opening statement until the state has concluded its case in chief. He has done 500 jury trials, I've done two. I turn to my co-counsel, confident as can be, and say, we got him. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know, we, we know so much more about this case, we're so good, we're in the clear. Um, all of that just to say that by the time the state had concluded its case in chief, uh, there was a reason why he had reserved. There were things in the trial, in the information, all the paperwork that I had spent hours going through that, you know, a seasoned veteran like him just knew on first glance, and he wasn't going to tell me until a witness was on the stand, a police officer was testifying, so um, that one was a not guilty. <laughs> but it, it was the learning curve of it, and uh, maybe realizing that what appears to be a great, great sign in the moment may not always be what it appears. <laughs> so that's a, that's a great transition to talk about learning and mm -hmm. other things. <laughs> you started with the Jacks Bar as a student member. Right. Um, and you were in Gainesville, mm -hmm. but you were still a student member. Why did you see it being important to be a student member of this bar association is what, hour and a half, two hours, give or, yeah, that two hours, that's Tallahassee. I drive slow, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we, we all had to slow down in Waldo. Yes, and, and through yes. Bradford County, Stark, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We, we all slow down. Um, <laughs> FHP, locals, we, we, we slow down, don't, right. we're good. Mm -hmm. um, but what, why did you see the value, what did you see in the value to being part of us at that early stage in your career? Well, one of the, going to Florida State undergrad and then deciding to make the switch, um, which 
in the sports fan world, I'm still paying for going to both schools. Nobody trusts me. But um, deciding to go to UF Law really solidified what I had wanted to do uh, from graduating Bishop Kenny, from just sort of solidifying myself here in Jacksonville is I wanted to come back. I knew no matter where I went to undergrad, law school, whatever I ended up deciding to do, I wanted to do it in Jacksonville. Love the city. Um, and so with that came my um, realization of the wonderful organization of the Jacksonville Bar Association and knowing that I wanted to be in it. And I forget who told me, it may have been you, but it's, um, and for the sake of story, it was you. Uh, there's a special um, opportunity for students, young lawyers, that I don't want to say does not exist for um, older lawyers, the seasoned, long, lawyers. seasoned, right, not old, seasoned veteran lawyers. That's why you host. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, it's incredible the time, um, resources, uh, wisdom that the seasoned veteran lawyers in Jacksonville, in the Jacksonville Bar Association, in the Fourth Judicial Circuit, all in and around town. Every single lawyer is so generous with their time, especially for the students, the young lawyers, and that was something that was um, brought to my attention early on. And if I could share any words of limited wisdom that I have in my 20 minutes of being a lawyer, um, is definitely take the opportunity to uh, go out and find that mentor, make use of the Jacksonville Bar Association. They're chock filled with mentors, uh, leadership to um, go, you know, talk to them, go talk and let them just kind of speak. That was one thing that I learned early on. Just let them, as a student, I didn't know what they were talking about. I didn't recognize the words. I didn't know which one the plaintiff was. Um, but I am so grateful for all of those uh, meetings and uh, meet and greets, networking events, everything that people go to. And not only do they go to it, but then they go and they stay late. And if you have a business card, you can give it to them and they'll give you one. And it's um, it's way easier, more comfortable, more relaxed than a lot of people give it credit for. I mean, if you're on the outside looking in, you go, how do you, how do you go to all of these things? How do you know all these people? It's just because I, I like it. I like who I meet. Every, I mean, everybody's been so generous, so kind that um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just keep, just keep going to it. Um, I think I forgot your question. <laughs> no, you got it. You think you got it. The learning, the learning, yes. That was all, all learning um, from people who have been on that side of the minefield, um, not even knowing what you want to do or anything. Uh, you talk to people who have been there, been through it, and you learn from them. So there's learning on your own, like my mm -hmm. jury trials, or there's learning from people who have... Uh, similar experiences, other people who have gone against Gary Baker and uh, maybe lost. Maybe he reserved his opening against them, too. So it's a shared experience. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's a great organization. Everybody is so giving. Um, and that would be the wisdom that I have to share. Just get involved, stay involved, and um, latch on. Go for the ride. <laughs> so, Danny, I know you're also involved a lot in the um, nonprofit communities locally. Tell us a little bit about some of the stuff you're doing there. So, I recently, this August, I want to say, 
was tapped to help with, it's called North Florida's Finest, and it is a subsect of the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Um, even more than that, it's an even smaller subsect of the North Florida Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. So um, our charge in the fall is to raise money. I personally have a um, $10,000 you know, pledge to raise uh, that amount of money for cystic fibrosis research, uh, treatment, um, education, everything. Uh, and it's really, really been a phenomenal opportunity. I came in not too uh, well-versed uh, in the disease or the condition or anything like that, but um, my friend, Mike DiCembrino, his son, Trip was born with cystic fibrosis, so um, we are all Trip's troops, in a way, that's the name. Um, but that uh, relationship with Mike got me into this foundation, and it is wonderful. So one of the charges that I have as um, a member now of this uh, group is every week learn, do some new thing that uh, educates you a little bit more about cystic fibrosis. So this week in particular, I have to, um, there's a, a study guide um, outline of a day in the life of somebody with CF. And you have to wake up an hour earlier and you know read about the disease while you wake up an hour earlier because that's what it takes to feed the child with cystic fibrosis. You go to bed an hour later and um, I don't have anybody in, in my life that has cystic fibrosis, so during that time I read up on um, how far the education has gone into the uh, medical community in that disease, what all the doctors and, and uh, research staff are doing to better combat the disease. One thing that I heard on uh, the induction a couple of weeks ago was uh, the hope. That was something I really didn't think I was going to hear as much of as I did, the hope of how close we are to finding the cure, finding sustainable treatment for cystic fibrosis. Um, not to talk out of school, but doctors that I've heard have said that within um, your and I's lifetime, we should have, if not sustainable treatment, the cure. So all of that just to say that, yes, I am a part of the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. We are doing a big fundraiser from now until December 3rd, and actually even past December 3rd, uh, till the end of the year. But December 3rd is, it's called North Florida's Finest. Um, it's actually a competition between Jacksonville and Orlando to see who can raise the most money for cystic fibrosis research. Um, all of the money goes directly to the doctors and staff that are working so hard on figuring out what to do about it. Um, but it is a friendly competition at the same time. Orlando won last year. Can't let that happen two years in a row. So um, I do ask that uh, there, uh, I'll provide information mm -hmm. about um, the links and sites that people can visit to read up, um, look at everything that all the doctors have been doing in the past couple of years, as well as links and information to uh, donate. If you can find it within yourself too, give anything, um, there is no amount too great or too small. And the event on December 3rd is, it's in Orlando, probably because they won last year, but no more away games um, after this year. It is uh, a gathering where it's a big dinner, um, hors d'oeuvres, drinks and everything, 
and all of the uh, doctors and these research staff and all of these people come and have an opportunity to discuss how far they've gotten, uh, where the money goes, and it is a little bit of a party to celebrate all of the work that everybody's been doing over the fall, um, and that will be December 3rd in Orlando. I'll provide more information about uh, where specifically, um, but it's this massive lawn over by the hotels, and uh, it's a really, really great thing. It's really, I, I can't recommend it enough. And um, if you can't make it to Orlando, uh, you can still donate, so please consider it. Um, and uh, thank you. Thank you so much in advance. It's always great to have our local legal community plugged into our local nonprofit community. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of my favorite questions in this series, mm -hmm. and I, I can say this about every time, um, I'm a little bit of a foodie. Okay. I like a good meal. We were talking before we got started on some good restaurants and some, some questionable restaurants. <laughs> what are some favorite places you like to go have dinner? Like your friends, your family, what's some places you like to go? It's funny you said dinner. I actually had an answer ready, um, and I'm going to give that one. Okay. But dinner is good. Angie Subs down at the beach. Okay. Angie's, it was, if it wasn't my first meal when I moved to Jacksonville in high school, it was my second, but it was the first one that I remember. And just, I always... You know, Saltfield Shad is just over here um, up the river in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. But every day I beg the associates to go to <laughs> Angie's down at the beach. We haven't yet. Um, a little bit of a drive. <laughs> it's a little bit of a drive. That's the whole thing. You and know, you get those billable hours now. Ex exactly. So DoorDash is a little bit outside of the range. But one day, and I'll come back when we do. Um, a but Friday afternoon. Exactly, exactly. But I've been to Angie's for dinner. I've been for lunch. I've been for late breakfast. Um, it would have to be that, other than Angie's um, Hawkers over in Five Points, I actually haven't had a bad meal in Five Points. Um, I'm going to Crane Ramen tomorrow for the first time. Okay. Excited about that. Um, there's, a, uh, there's a dim sum place, Soup House or something like that. I don't want to get the name wrong, but I, I didn't have a lot of dim sum before. Um, this year, actually, and now it's sort of my new uh, go-to. But Angie Subs, always number one. Okay. So if somebody, let's say, wanted to reach out to you and talk about the, hey, who else does, reserves their openings in a DUI <laughs> trial that I should be on the lookout for, or has a question about one of your practice areas at civil litigation or insurance defense or all those different areas that we talked about. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Sure. So uh, I am always by my office phone number over at Saltfield Shad. I always have my email on me and my cell, too. Um, all of those are always on and loud on the notification, so I always hear it. Um, except but, for in court. Except for in court, right. Um, then it's vibrate. And sometimes it's loud enough to still be heard. But regardless, um, I always have all of those readily accessible um, and easy and quick to respond to. That's great. Um, well, we appreciate you coming in today. We've had a great conversation. We look forward to seeing everyone on our next episode. If you want to be on our next episode, please reach out to us here at the Jacksonville Bar. We'd love to have any and all of our members as part of this series.